Hello and welcome back to the Flytrap Podcast. I am Christian Tate Lerma. Thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. Today's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Melanie Aguirre. Melanie Aguirre is a quantum healer, multi-dimensional diver, artist, and researcher. We had an interesting conversation on alien abduction, quantum healing, and these topics definitely challenged some of my beliefs. I really enjoyed speaking with her and hearing her story, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Make sure to follow her on her social media, and make sure to follow the Flytrap podcast on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) Yeah, I know when you join Zoom, it's a little tricky because it automatically uh, mutes you when you join. Right. I didn't know that. I'm still learning. I haven't been on Zoom much. Right. So it's an it's an experience. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm sure um, a lot of people are in the same boat. Um, I'm still kind of getting used to it. Um, I, I go to school and a lot of my classes have been online and um, it's just all been Zoom and it's just been a headache transitioning to doing that. But, uh, but anyways, right. Uh, Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, you're my second guest, my second episode. So I'm really excited. I was looking forward to this one all day. Oh, good. I'm really excited. It was really nice to see that you were reaching out for some additional, um, I don't know, some leads, I guess you could call. And I thought I would join in and see see what you're about and what you do as well. And Sure. Right. with you what i do so no yeah that's perfect Thank um you. yeah when i when i posted in the that facebook group chat i had just like very minimal people reach out um and some people that were kind of hesitant to do it when they reached out and they said that they wanted to mm-hmm. use a, a pseudo name and i mean i personally have never had any you know personal experiences um but no, like after, you know, talking to a few people, I realized that it can be really a traumatic experience and I can understand why some people might want to keep, uh, I guess that story, um, on the down low. Right. Yes, I definitely understand. It, it can, it can be a little difficult, especially when you are still learning for yourself, um, I think those experiences definitely bring in a lots, lots and lots of questions. Right. Um, so, and, and then depending on what happens during your experience, then that can either be traumatizing um, to a degree where it kind of shuts you down or puts you in a frozen mode. Um, right. But then also there, there are positive experiences. And so, which to me are exciting because, you know, not a lot of people um, hear the positive experiences. You know, they really just hear what we've been conditioned to hear. And right. To, you know, the angry, aggressive, gray. <laughs> right. You know? So, uh, you know, they're more than just that. So. No, yeah, I can imagine. So I was looking at your website and just, you know, reading through your website, and I saw that you're a quantum healer, uh, psychic medium, amongst many other things. So just kind of just tell me how you got started with all that, because I'm, you know, I've never met anybody that, you know, who does that. Okay, cool. So I actually got started 
um, on my healing path when I started doing massage therapy. Um, I started doing that and I realized that I was a little bit more sensitive than, um, than I had already been led on to believe. So at that point I was feeling other people's pain and discomfort and I, I really needed to learn a technique that would keep me protected, but yet right. give me the ability to help people still. So uh, from there, I jumped over to Reiki. And that's been really wonderful because it's, it's taught me that boundary of how to take that energy, that toxic, negative, icky energy, and how to transmute it. And typically, we transmute it up and away. Um, that's not something that we'd want to hold on to. So right. Reiki is a really good way of learning how to, you know, learn your boundaries and learn a little bit more about yourself and energy, definitely. Um, especially if you are a healer, I would recommend Reiki. Uh, right. There. I'm sorry. Can you briefly just quickly just explain uh, Reiki? Because I'm not familiar yeah. with that. I'm sorry. Yes. No, it's okay. Thanks for asking. Uh, Reiki is a Japanese art form that was created by Mikao Isui. And it was early 1900s, 1800s. I'll have to double check the date. <laughs> uh, don't test me on that one. Please. <laughs> um he created this this energetic healing that it takes the universal life force energy from you know god's energy source energy and then we learn to use ourselves as an antenna or a tool and so we bring that energy down into our body and it and we use it through our hands so they also call it palm healing and so we use our hands to to channel this energy and to provide this energy and give this energy to other people. It could be done in person or remotely. And this gives the body that extra energy that it needs to either unblock um, any unwanted energy blocks or toxins, right. any pain. Um, so if there's any pain in the shoulder, then we can go ahead and transmute that down either back into the earth or also back into the universe or the sun so, right and then it's transmuted in in a positive way so that it can be reused for for other natural things so, right so how long do you have to practice I, I mean i guess there's schooling for this how long do you have to do that before you can finally do it in more i guess professional setting Right. So there are levels with Reiki. So there's level one, two, and three. So the three is typically the master level. There are advanced levels to Reiki, and there are also other strings of Reiki. You'll also hear Angel Reiki or Grail Reiki, for example. Um, those are more advanced than just different techniques and methods and different symbols to use. Um, but really, you can learn as far as you need to. I think the first and the second level are very, very educational. Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot to learn about yourself and how to transmute that energy and also 
to be aware of other people's energy and what that feels like because right. you get to learn you know how it feels in the hands and how it feels in our own bodies before we really ever try to work with someone else so for me i practiced for maybe seven or eight years before i really started working with other people there were a few people i worked with um but for me personally i wanted to i wanted to know what i was doing for right. myself and other people before i really shared that ability with anybody else and though i i offered it so you know there were some friends and family that that did um that did benefit from the service right absolutely but at that time i was also doing reiki and massage therapy and i mean i was happy but i wasn't that happy i actually i think i manifested and created a new path which was right. the technique and one day i was on my way to work as a massage therapist and i got in a car accident and the aftermath of that car accident left me permanently disabled for three years i tried different types of healing therapy and nothing was working it was right. actually getting worse and so oddly enough i had found quantum healing hypnosis through a new earth uh hypnosis session that this gentleman had had and right. i thought it was really 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 cool because the information had just aligned with everything that i had already thought about the earth and our growth and so about to the places of where we might be going along this awakening and so i looked into a little bit more i learned about dolores cannon she's actually the one who created the technique okay and from there i had my first session and within my first session of quantum healing hypnosis the permanent neuropathy that i had was 98 percent corrected and then i had a second hypnosis session about eight months later and the remaining two percent of the neuropathy was corrected so the reason why i switched over you know my path from being a massage therapist and energy healing with reiki i switched over to a hypnotherapist because that was just my destined path at that point i was on the wrong right. path therapist so the universe thought you know that they would send me an, on a different way um which i love it i wouldn't give it up you know I, no absolutely i think that healing with the mind is very 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 important and if we're able to do that on our own then necessarily we don't need another person to to help us you know we have that ability on our own you know that would minimize um you know counseling appointments and therapy right. appointments because with quantum healing hypnosis we're able to get into the mind into the subconscious and we're able to connect to our inner selves and to really answer our own questions you know a lot of us 
want to ask other people about our lives right now absolutely you know why? i do <laughs> no 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 worries um why do you feel that that was so effective um you know within two sessions um for me personally uh let's see that's a really good question i'm not sure why it took two sessions um sometimes it can be depending on the ailment or disease or the ex like how extreme your your pain or your discomfort really is um there are people that use it for tumors and they have seen results within one session and then if you just kind of keep going then I really think that gives the body and mind time to also integrate that cellular healing that happens and takes place within that time. Because our body is, I mean, healing can happen instantly, but our bodies also need time to, to resonate and to change with that, you know, you know, cause, cause changes are happening right, right. on the inside, not just on the outside. You know, we might be able to feel the relief right away but you know sometimes depending on what it is you mean it could be hearing it could be vision those types of things would probably need a little bit more time and a little bit more work um not to say that it can't happen just within one session because it does happen within that one session right you know and then i think then at that point it's really dependent on that person and their mindset at that time you know how much healing do they want in that in that moment you know what are their intentions what do they really want to get out of it you know what is their goal because if someone goes into a session and just wanting you know the bare minimum you know that's probably all they're gonna get if that's also what their expectations are right but for me i was maybe because i was 98 percent believe believing in this and then the other two percent was like well maybe maybe there is that two percent of is this really happening am i really able to heal myself within minutes you know so i think a lot of that also is giving ourselves permission to accept that healing and to accept right. that out of the box um, modality that that isn't really it's not talked about a lot. You know, if I were to go to somebody with you know the same thing, neuropathy, um, tell them what happened to me, you know, and my experience. You know, some might believe me, some might not. Right. You know, I could offer them a free session and some might not even take it because, you know, where are they at with their own self-belief and their, you know, then we've got spiritual belief and then we also have religious belief. You know, some of us are are bound to that religious box of right. what's good and what's bad, you know, and so they don't want to, they don't want to do themselves wrong or they don't want to do um god wrong in that sense because they want to stay true to to what they've been raised to believe right and that's fine 
um, but there are there are other options for people that that want to really explore that within themselves so when you say religion uh belief and spiritual belief i feel that a lot of people kind of group those together mm -hmm. um do you mind you know just elaborating on the difference between that religious belief and that spiritual belief because i know that you know i i kind of blend that together um mm -hmm. of it being the same thing right um so for me religion i mean you can have christian and baptism catholic and um and they have their own structure they have their own um i would say like box that they fit in spirituality to me is very open um feeling oneness and connected to everything not just a certain type of people but you're also connected to nature you're also connected to the universe and to energy and you know some some religions don't believe in reincarnation or past life experiences and with spirituality you know that's it's a lot about reincarnation and spirituality right and what we're here to do, what our path is, what our purpose is, what are we here to do? You know, we're not here to just work and go to school and get married and buy a house and buy a car. You know, those are all, you know, they are very, very important parts of life, but there's kind of this form of structure of, well, this is how your life is supposed to be. Right. Um, for me, I don't see it that way. It's really hard to put me in any type of box or, you know, and I, and I, I grew up in a Baptist church. I grew up in a Catholic church and also went to a Christian church just to kind of explore. But it wasn't until I got older and really started getting into the energy work that it really started opening myself up to myself. Right digging into to really what's in here because believe it or not we are our own gods and creators within ourselves you know we have the ability to create and basically make anything that we want you know right. we're, we're all alchemists and we all can create you know so it's it's definitely out bigger um and there's what's the word ominism where you believe in all all religions right the same they they stem from the same thing and that's the universal source energy that flows from above so right so if you don't mind me asking so you mentioned that you you know you've gone to all types of churches and yeah. once you started you know exploring this other side um where was there any internal conflict as far as beliefs going on um going to those religious centers really felt like i like i felt like i was expected to fit their mold and with spirituality um there's really not a mold to be to be in because you just are you know our energy is so so big and expansive you know, a lot of us think that 
our energy is just within this one body, but our energy can expand, you know, beyond our, our own physical form, you know, so we've got the etheric realm and spiritual realm of things. And so really we are overlapping, our energies are overlapping. And through the growth of spirituality for me, um, it's, I guess, the standard awakening that you would hear or see of, you know, you've got, it raises, it starts to raise a lot of questions of who am I? What am I doing? Who are my friends? Are they my friends? Right. Who is my family? And how are, you know, you start to question your patterns, your beliefs, your boundaries, everything. And so it really starts to, to just bring awareness to who you are in, in your life and, and what you're doing with your life, which I think is the most important thing. No, that, you know, that's a, thank you for sharing that. Um, so back to, you know, your experiences, do you mind uh, elaborating on, on those experiences? Sure. Um, so the most recent, well, uh, they're quite often, I see lots of spacecrafts. Um, I have been woken up in the middle of the night. Right. Um, I'll, so, so one night I felt my body being pulled out of bed and I had seen lights with my eyes closed. I saw them through my eyelids. Right. So I saw okay. the brightness of these lights and instantly I knew what was happening. I felt like I knew what was happening and I felt like I was being abducted. <laughs> so right. I, I felt like they were pulling me up out of bed. Wait, was this your first time? Was this your first experience, or um, this that's was the most not, recent one? This this happened in two thousand nineteen, not last year. Okay, okay, yeah, two thousand nineteen. Um, and so to myself, half asleep, half awake, I thought, well, I'm going to open my eyes and see what happens. So I open my eyes and I see this blue circle above my bed so it's it's blue and white bright lights and there are a bunch of like dotted lights so it's almost like a connect the dot uh image but um i thought oh that's cool and then i went back to sleep right and so to me i felt like i was suggested back to sleep and that's what they'll do they will put you put you in a trance like sleep state um, so that you know, so you, so that you don't know what's going on. Right. I don't know if they were putting me back in bed or if they were taking me. I'm not really sure. Um, so that, that was one of the most closest uh, experiences, the most recent closest experience that I've had. Uh, since then I've been able to, telepathically communicate with the Octurians, which is a race that they are, they're blue and right. they, they help watch over the earth. Um, and then I also have had a sighting in Bingham, New Mexico, 
This was in 2015. And there is a video that I had gotten from that day. And it's on my YouTube channel, uh, Starseed Solutions. Starseed um, Solutions, okay. And it shows this orange light coming in and kind of do, do zooming off to the left. And a friend and I had seen that with my son. And that was really exciting. Right. Um, and I felt like that was a call. I felt like I called them in because her and I were leaving the white sands and she, she's like, well, now what do we do? So it was a three hour drive. Right now. Yeah. And yeah, I told I've, been, her, I've been to white sands and I, I, oh, cool. I, I know that that drive, uh, depending on where you are, um, driving to New Mexico. Um, but after, I mean, after you had experienced that, um, yeah. you know, what are some of the, you know, emotions and thoughts that are, you know, going through your mind? Um, really, I was very excited. I was very excited. I was very thrilled. Um, I think I had dreamt about aliens. Oh, no, sorry, extraterrestrials. Uh, <laughs> They don't like to be called aliens. They like to be called extraterrestrials. So I try to remember that. Um, I felt like I dreamt about them for weeks after that. And about a month after that sighting, her and I had had done a uh, meditation. And my intention was to connect with them. And I did through the meditation. Um, They were gray and they had put their head on their forehead up to mine and we telepathically communicated back and forth right and they weren't here to hurt or harm me it really felt like a family connection um i think they really just wanted to learn from me and i'm okay with them learning from me i don't feel like they would hurt me And during that meditation, I felt my heart chakra open, which was very, very, very confirming for me that they aren't bad. They're not here to hurt me. And there is that heart-to-heart connection and understanding. And so it was very beautiful and to me almost relaxing because I've always felt a connection to them since I was little. And I have been abducted since I was four. Since you were four. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so I kind of feel like they kind of come and, and hang out <laughs> right. when I need them to, you know, if I, if I need a little getaway, uh, then they'll come and pick me up if I need to. And which is, which is actually very interesting because when I do ask them uh, for, to take me, then I will dream about them or something weird will happen in my house or I will see lots of ships around during the day or at nighttime. Right. So, so when you, when you say they, do you, are you referring to the Octurians or um, is this a, that's a I mean, really I good, guess... that's a really good question because I feel like I've been in communication with, with different ones. Okay. I've had contact with Octurians the greys and pleiadians um 
Ponty. And as far as I know, I think that's both and the, um, the mantis, praying mantis as well. So I feel like I'm very open right. to, to just being in communication with whoever wants to be in communication at this point. So, 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 but so far, nothing negative has come through and I haven't had any bad experiences. So I've had, I haven't had any traumatic ex- experiences. So well, what are some of the differences? Uh, I mean, I guess between, um, I guess, what would you call them? I guess spe- species. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. What was your question about? Uh, what is the main differences uh, between them? Um, I think just their parents. You know, we all have the same spirit and energy. Um, I think it's really just depends on what we're embodying at that time. Because some... I mean, some species have been around for millions of years. Uh, the Pontee, for example, they've been in the Sandia Mountains here in Albuquerque, New Mexico for millions of years. They've been researching and watching us and communicating with us. And they're, they're starting to intermingle with us. And it's, it's really neat to see because I think that if we can start accepting each other on planet earth as we are and not judging everybody, then we can start to accept these other species and extraterrestrials that look different right? around a lot longer than we have. They know a lot more and they're more experienced, you know, cause we are also technology, you know, we look like human and fleshy and, you know, nerves blood you know you know we got it all but yeah it's it's still a version of technology you know it's it's we're all still wired the same and so it's it's we're we're the same where we really are i really i really believe that we are the same we just look different on the outside that's just what i think (laughs) right no 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 no. thank you absolutely i mean you mentioned that that they've been living amongst us you know for millions of years they've been here on earth for millions of years why um i guess why i get in a way why isn't there have been um like close contact i i guess i would try what i'm trying to say is you know why haven't they revealed themselves or why are they very selective on who they reveal themselves to that's a good question um i think a lot of people aren't ready um a lot of people aren't ready, you know, um, people would probably pass out. I think if they came just straight down with their ships and landed, a lot of people wouldn't know how to handle it. Um, and I think they're choosy on who they are in communication with, because I think it takes a lot for for them to even take that step um for the pontiques um 
for example, you know, they, they can't be photographed, but, you know, we can draw pictures of them, you know, so, so that's another, you know, that actually goes against their protocol. So someone like me would probably want to take a picture with them, you know, and that's something that we can't do. And so I think it really has, it, it has a lot to do with their boundaries and also our boundaries of where we are and where they are. You know, there is going to be a time where we can come together and live as one. But right now, I think it's really important just to introduce the idea. And only 1% of the earth really has to believe. And then they're going to start coming forward a little bit more. There's been a lot more sightings recently, especially this year. And there's going to be... Uh, what is one of those sightings? Um... You can go online. I mean, I've, right. I've, seen, a lot. I've seen a No, lot. no, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just curious. That's way I, I can look yeah. it up when. Yeah. I oh, I don't have anything off the top of my head. But if you look at the uh, CE5 protocol, um, Dr. Greer, G-R-E-E-R, um, if you look into his work, he actually developed a meditation protocol to help um, guide them in to where we are. So, and those are very, very, very effective. Right. A lot of people have seen sightings with those. So those are very, very common. And I mean, even just like me, I see it all the time, but you know, it's not so easy to just get your camera and take a picture of it. Right. A lot of the times it's just really in the moment. And a lot of people don't talk about it but I think people should talk about it a little bit more. Um, but there is official first contact. It's supposed to be uh, fall of next year, 2021. So the Galactic Federation uh, has um, released that they will be making contact with us a little bit more next year right that's changed or not but i from my outside resources that's just what i hear i hear it might be changing but i hear that it might stay the same just with the the way that things have been going lately but i really think a lot of it is self-exploration because if you are able to look into the ce5 meditations and sit and do the meditations and be open to seeing them then you're more than likely going to have an experience. And it's, it's quite remarkable, to be honest. Right. I, what, what, uh, I mean, can you briefly just explain, um, you know, some of the techniques in that meditation? Um, one of them is drawing in, pulling. Uh, okay, so... So envision yourself as like a pillar of light, for an example, right? right. So envision this light. So you would, as you would see a map, you know, so you would have to start somewhere, right? So this piece of paper that's on the, on the table would be your map. So that's where you are. That's where we would be. And so they're, they're up here in a different universe, for example. So you t- telepathically kind of have to, or what I, I do is I, I envision 
myself, I'm expanding myself to the universe. And I'm basically just drawing him into where I am. Right. You know, like down to the down to Earth, down to the Milky Way, down to the United States, down to New Mexico, down to Albuquerque, and then down to my home, or right. where, where I am at that moment. Um, that works for me every time. So, so being open in your heart, I think, is also very important. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, definitely with a lot of the stuff that you know you've uh, touched on, I, I can imagine it being you know you have to make yourself in a really vulnerable state um and i i can imagine it being tough for a lot of people you know being vulnerable um but going back to you know you mentioned that you first had your experience when you were four um and that continued you know throughout your life when you first i i'm I'm not sure if you you know you told people you know when you're young but when you know when you would tell people your some of your experiences, how would they take it? Um, I still, I still tell people about my right. experiences, even in even in the first day that I meet them or the first week. You know, I'll tell them it, in just passing conversation. You know, depending on what we're talking about. Um, I don't just go around telling people. No, no, right. <laughs> but depending on what we're talking about, I'm like, oh, you know, I was I was abducted, and they're like, oh, <laughs> really? like okay (laughs) and then they don't they don't really say much after that they don't they don't really uh question any anything after that because i think at that point i mean if you were to hear somebody say that you know it kind of it kind of does catch you off guard you know it's like what do you mean um especially if you're not used to that um but if that's if that's something that I can talk to that has had those experiences feel like, Oh, like, awesome. Like, what was your experience like? And then it's, it's really nice to talk to somebody that also has those experiences because it's, you're sharing something personal that, right. that not a lot of other people would understand, you know, because especially, you know, we go through, the same thing you know um you know for example how it feels to even be abducted you know your body going from the bed you know upwards it's just completely weightless you there's no gravity there's no heaviness it's completely light lightweight and that itself that in itself is also a really neat experience because that's not something that we often get to experience here on right to begin with so i think it really just depends on on the person that i'm talking to and and that feedback and in which direction that it'll go so you know <laughs> <laughs> no um how do you feel about you know movies like um like the fourth kind. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. I don't think I've seen that movie. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess seen that one. what I'm what I'm trying to ask is, you know, in that movie, it's centered around just one individual, and she does um, hypnosis, and she's w- awoken in the night, and she sees, you know, an an owl every night, 
And I guess there's a lot of uh, real footage incorporated in that movie. And that's, you know, that's just my only interpretation of, you know, some of your sessions. Um, and that's why I said it was really, you know, traumatic. But you say there's um, a positive experience in some of these. Yeah, well, for me, when when I was four, uh, at that time, when they were taking me, they were actually taking me to a telepathy class on board the ship. And so in that class, there's other individuals in there that are also learning about telepathy and how to communicate. We learn about color, we learn about how to extend our energy, um, how to protect ourselves with certain types of energy. Um, and it's 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 not always other humans you know it could be other other beings um other types of entities um so it's it's very interesting but at that time um i don't remember those those experiences were coming back through regression hypnosis and so i'm still putting some pieces together with that but uh another experience i had which was very personal a friend and i had done a meditation this was i believe in june or july of this year and my intention our intention was to connect and communicate and to learn from them but yet to also use myself as a learning tool and with that meditation, once I had connected and pulled them into where I was, I really felt, I really felt different. Right. Um, I, I felt like something had embodied me and almost like my essence had kind of stepped back a little, but I was still present and aware. But my thoughts were my thoughts because I wasn't thinking anything. I wasn't really feeling anything either. And so I really just felt like a channel at that point. And I had picked up a wood chip off of the ground since we were outside and I held it in my hand and I stared at it for about two minutes. And during this time, I didn't think about what I was doing or why I was doing it. It was just something that was happening. Happening. And so I felt like they were learning through me. I felt like through my eyes, they could, they could see almost on, um, almost like a television screen. That right. And so I felt like they were learning about this object and what it was through me. And after about two minutes, I had realized my subconscious had come in and it's like, what are you doing? And it's like, Oh, and then I was observing what was happening. Um, almost like a third person, but from there, they had told me to look up. And so I had this instinct and, intuition to look up and right. so with my finger i start pointing upwards and very slowly i point all the way up and above my head 
was a donut shaped cloud. Um, so there was, there was white and it was just this circle and you could see, you could see the sky in this circle. And within that circle was a little cloud, just a one little cloud in this open circle. Right. Clouds around it. And it was directly above me. And they said, tell, they told me telepathically and I, I felt a connection that they said, this is us. This is our ship. Right. So from there, it, it was, it was a really nice connection of being aware in the moment and what was going on. I didn't think it was scary. I didn't feel any panic. I didn't feel any anxiety. Um, I really just felt like another, another connection to them. And with my, my intention of wanting to communicate and to, and to contact and to use myself as a tool, I really felt like I had achieved what I had wanted um, to experience. And so, which just left me with more excitement, of course. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is your friend saying during all this? Uh, that was the first time she had ever uh, felt a connection like that with them. And I believe, I think it was the same night. Was it the same night? No, it wasn't the same night. It was a different night that her and I had seen um, bright bright lights in the sky, right. uh, more ships in the sky. Um, and it all is about intention because she's like, I want to see something. And it's like, okay, well, let's just ask and put the intention out there. And not much long later, um, I saw a flash. She didn't see that one, but we asked them to do it again and they did it again so that she could see it. Um, I think it's, I don't know what she thought. Going, going into that, was she skeptical at all? No, no, I don't think she, she was skeptical, skeptical. Um, but she hadn't experienced seeing any ships or, uh, personal experiences of her own. I think those were that that was the beginning for her. So, and and it wasn't the first time that I've had um, sightings with other people. Right. And even after my session, I'll I'll go outside and I'll get the the intuition to look up. And I'll see a ship outside after a session. And I think it really has a lot to do with the client as well, because I've had clients that have had experiences. They right. have also been abducted. They have had implants. And um, some of them just really are awakening to their connection that they also have, you know, because if there's a Pleiadian. Uh, star seed here on earth you know they're gonna have that communication and contact and the more that we can connect with that i think it's going to be really important for us as healers because that way we get more information about what we're supposed to do and our path and our purpose you know depending on 
depending on who we are, you know, because I think it's really important to stay in communication with your home. You know, right. a lot of people feel um, homesick, you know, and they're not from Earth, you know, starseeds are from other other planets, you know, another other universe. So it's it's really difficult for some of us to be here to begin with. And and when you're awakening to that, it's it's really about relearning who you are. Because right. you know, everything that you thought that you were in your life is not it's not <laughs> it's not what we're here to do right it's 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 a re it's really a different turn so so when you when you've seen a lot of these ships are they very similar or um i've seen ships with the white flashing lights um i've seen um some that just flash and you can ask them to a blink blink and they'll blink right. for you I've seen just uh, circles, just circles in the in the sky. Um, even with the clouds, it'll be a perfect circle. I'll see triangles. Um, I say I've seen the orange one. The orange one was at night. That was the one I saw at nighttime. There was another one I saw. It was just silver during the daytime. That one didn't have any lights on it. It was just just metal but they're all a little different. There's, right. there's lots of different ships, different sizes. Um, and then depending on who's operating them can be, can be dependent on what kind of uh, ships they have. At that right. Time. So you mentioned, you know, some people have implants. Why, mm -hmm. why is there, why, why do they have implants? I guess I'm trying to ask. Um, why have they been selected to be implanted? Is um, it the same? Implants can be for different reasons. Uh, implants can be little seeds almost to help awaken an individual uh, to keep their mind open to uh, different spiritual experiences. And um, some of them are tracked for information. Uh, some of them can 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 hear you right it's like little antennas you know it's like a little speaker uh, or, or a microchip and they're very microscopic so they're very small um but honestly i don't know all the reasons why they're um why they have implants i'm not really sure couldn't answer that but just in my experience um so far it's just as part of awakening or to be tracked or um as a locator right but you know it could be for different things so i'm not really sure right so why the need to just you know study us as a race We are growing, we are expanding. We are not living authentically as we should be. There's a lot of 
hate and anger and war. There's a lot of division that's going on in the earth. And if they didn't come in and interfere, then we probably would have killed each other by now. Right. Um, the human race isn't an overall bad race. Uh, they have used the human race DNA to incorporate with their own race and DNA. And so they've created new types of species that are human and also gray or um yeah that one's very common human and gray human and ponte um so our dna is already interconnected and intertwined for millions of years uh so it's really just a kind of i mean it's it's like a distant relative <laughs> right it's, it's like a um a kid that's never met their father, you know, they, they, they kind of want to know who he is, you know, and, and they want to look into that a little bit further. But for us, I think it's all about evolution. Um, we're not even awake right. to, to ourselves, much less another, another species that have, that have been here already for millions of years, you know? So, I don't know. Well, thank you. That it really means a lot, you know, sharing your experiences and um, you know revealing a lot of personal um, information. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad I could share, and I think it's really important for people to know that there's there's not always bad experiences. People have good right. experiences too. Well, it was a pleasure having you. Um, is there any plugins that you would like to share? You know, your website, your YouTube channel? Sure. Uh, the YouTube channel is Starseed Solutions. And the website is www.mhstarseed.com. And that has information about myself and what I do. Also with my background and my services. I'm also an artist, so I also have uh, paintings on there. What kind yeah. of art do you do? I'm sorry, I just had to ask that question. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I just love painting. I've never took an art class, so it's just kind of whatever naturally I see right. <laughs> uh, through different meditations. Uh, a lot of my work is channeled. Um, but a lot of it also is just kind of fun and experimenting and having fun as well. So do a lot of drawing, painting, crafting, um, anything hands-on I like to do. So, but on the website, it's just art, paintings. So. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I'll definitely have to explore your website some more and check out your YouTube channel. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Um, I'm also... I also have a sale on my uh, hypnosis sessions right now. Typically, they're three thirty-three a session. Okay. Uh, and that's that's about four to five hour session, so it takes up a little bit of the day. Uh, but right now, the sale is two for four hundred, so and that'll go until the end of January. So that's two sessions for for only four hundred bucks. So it's a good holiday sale I got going on right now. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, if it, if it, if it, sorry, 
I, I stutter a lot. It's okay, um, me too. <laughs> and uh, I was wondering if it'd be okay if I posted this on my YouTube channel, um, Flat Trap Podcast, and um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I was wondering if you would let me share this episode onto um, those Facebook groups. Sure. Yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Sure. Awesome. <laughs> it was it was a pleasure speaking to you. I mean, there's a lot of revealing information and. You know, it's a different perspective on things, especially, you know, I've never really been exposed um, to that um, kind of stuff. And, you know, I would say the only closest is, you know, I, my aunt's been trying to educate me more on functional medicine, um, but I know that's two different things. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed uh, this episode or this talk. Yeah, me too. Thank you. I, I, I know that that there are lots of questions and it can no. go down there's lots of rabbit holes there's lots of different uh right to go into and talk about which is it's kind of fun and i love talking about it too because you can really get trapped in to talking about it for hours <laughs> no yeah i can imagine i mean i mean i'm sure once i finish this i'm gonna have i'm gonna start doing a little more research and then i'm gonna have a lot more questions yeah. A lot of the times I don't think of questions on the spot that I could be asking, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I would like to share a website. Um, it's official first contact. Okay. Um, I believe it's official first Um, there you'll find a telepathy primer one Oh one and the Ponte, which you are stationed here in the Sandia mountains in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They're the ones that kind of helped put this together with Sue Walker and they want people to really start practicing this telepathy and becoming aware of their psychic gifts, their psychic abilities and their intuition. And once we can really get connected with ourselves and our abilities, then we can start connecting with other people and we can share that with someone um, you can even do practice telepathy with a friend. Um, I'm actually going to be doing some telepathy classes. So if anybody wants to do that, I'm open. Right. And so once we can really get that down, then they'll start communicating with us a little bit more if you're open to it. Uh, there have been people that have had experiences and they share their experiences from around the world. And it's, it all starts with this telepathy 101. And that is a new experience for people that I would, I would like to recommend if, if they haven't heard of it yet. Right. And one last question. Uh, what kind of content do you post on your YouTube channel? Is it, you know, directly related to your site? Yeah, it's so I've got a couple of like nature meditation right. videos, just some something to get grounded and listen to. Um, I have the UFO sighting on there. And what else do I have on there? I don't have a lot. It's very, it's very, very small at this point. Um, but I will be adding more videos. I would like to share a little bit more about my story on there as well, which is really important to me to get out um, because I think that if, so for example, the doctors tell us that we have this issue and that we're never gonna get this, get better. Right. 
you know, we kind of start adopting that, that idea. I'm never going to get better. I'm sick. This is just who I am. Well, once you started saying that, oh, well, my PTSD or my depression, well, you automatically make it your own. But for me, I think it's because I made that choice. This is my life. I'm not going to live the rest of my life like that. And I think it is all about your intention and, and what you really want in your heart, because that's going to make that impact so much bigger, so much different. Right. Believing in, believing in the power of the mind. No, yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. Cause I mean, especially now with COVID, I know a lot of people's routines aren't the same. I can imagine that um, a lot of people are experiencing that, those kind of emotions and, you know, it's, a, it's affecting a lot of uh, families and, you know, individuals. Yeah. So I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah. Especially with the suicide rates and the depression rates right now. Right. Um, addiction rates. Those, those people are going to be suffering a lot right now. And it's, they're not alone. You know, even, even I have my bad days, I, I can still get sad. So right. um, it happens to everybody. But I think the hardest part is reaching out and talking to somebody about that. And that's also something that I want to try to help create is just that support system of, of, um, of the awakening and, and that process, you know, because it's, it's not an easy process, but it's doable, you know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you once again. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. It was a pleasure meeting you. You too. That is it for today's episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. And thank you for listening to the Fly Trap Podcast. Mm-hmm.